tuned for Love Talk with the Lovelies, Kathy Anderbrock and Carrie Brinker. Gavin, and hello to our listeners. You have found Love Talk and the Love Ladies. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater, and on the line with us today from Boise, Idaho, we have our friend Kathy Enderbrock. Hey, Kathy. Hey, Carrie. Great to be with you this morning or this afternoon. And listening, friends, it's great to be with you. Thanks for tuning in again uh, today to Love Talk. We hope that you've had a fantastic week. We're looking forward to uh, having a special hour with you today. Absolutely. Here on Love Talk, we are building bridges of love and leadership at Central Texas Christian Talk. It's just uh, it's just hot here, Kathy. It's just plain hot. I don't know how else to describe it. We had uh, a nice few weeks. I couldn't believe it at the end of May. It was amazing. Even just a little bit here um, in the last couple of weeks. But holy cow, it is just it's just hot here. I know you're going to be joining us in studio in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we're so looking forward to it. We actually uh, get on the plane on Saturday. We'll be heading out and uh, looking forward to being there with everyone. So, um, yeah, I think we're going to be there for two weeks and having some fun in studio together, inviting in some special guests. And we're definitely packing all of our shorts up here in Boise. <laughs> it's It's definitely shorts weather, right? But... One of the things about Boise, Idaho, is it's high desert, so every night it cools off. It gets, you know, quite chilly at night. So every morning you kind of start out really nice and, and, and fresh with a really cool day, and we might, you know, kind of top out in the 90s and occasionally get into 100. But uh, once, say, 8 or 9 p.m. hits, it starts to cool off dramatically. Mm. So kind of one of the neat things about high desert up here. Oh, absolutely. Ah, that sounds glorious. Well, friends, we have a glorious show for you today. I want to ask you the question, what is your real name? In 1 Samuel 16, 7, it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. I know that at some point in all of our lives, we have struggled with the topic uh, that we have chosen for the show today, which is, What is your real name? The devastating effects of labeling ourselves and forgetting what God calls us precious, priceless, and loved. It's a fantastic topic for everyone from teenagers to adults. And frankly, Kathy, had I known uh, many of these things when I was growing up, I think um, some of the the... I guess the, the, the waters that you have to navigate when you're in middle school and high school and college might have been much easier had I just realized uh, some of these these precious, precious facts that we're going to talk about today. Well, Kathy, you've had a big week. You are amongst boxes today at your home in Boise. You've just moved into a new house uh, trying to get settled there uh, this summer before school starts again in the fall. Oh, yeah. And so we're, it's been a whirlwind. So our oldest daughter just graduated in May. And so we went through, you know, all of the period of, of graduation, the parties and, and just having a super great time and the tears and the celebrations. And then we turned around and have been right in the middle of, of moving. We, you know, I, I think 
Eric came to the realization, I don't know, I don't know what point he did, but it was revealed to me sometime late February, early March that uh, he's really happy here in Idaho and so that he he wants to stay. And so we kind of decided, okay, well, if that's really what we're doing, we need to make that transition and make it a little bit more permanent. So we we, uh, decided to go ahead and purchase a house. And uh, it's just kind of come all at once. And, you know, I think life has a way of doing that with us. We have these plans. We're not quite sure of the timing and how they're going to work out. And then sometimes things just start to hit all at once. And so that's what we're in the middle of. But, you know, again, Carrie, it's all first world world problems, right? You know, moving (laughs) into a house and all the boxes and all the stuff. We, We God has just blessed this nation so much and we just have so much stuff and Eric and I this move has really been for us a realization that um this stuff is not supposed to own us right we're supposed to own this stuff and um and I I think that is just so relevant today as you know you're going through life what what owns you what has a claim on you um and then what resources has God given you that you're supposed to be using as resources that tend to be using using up you and mm-hmm. I don't know this God has been so good and so faithful to us through all of this that um during a time that is supposed to be incredibly stressful they say moving is like one of the top four things that causes stress to a life we've gotten mm-hmm. a lot of kind of joy out of it and God's kind of put things into perspective for us and given us a real shift in mm-hmm. perspective and I tell you, going and doing radio these last couple of weeks without Miss Evelyn here, you, you know, we're talking about names mm-hmm. today, Carrie. And one of my favorite names and my favorite friends is Evelyn. And um, it's difficult to not have her here with us. And we just love her so much. And we say hi, Miss Evelyn, to you today. We know that you're listening in with all of the rest of our friends. And um, we're... Uh, we're looking forward to hearing what God does in your life during uh, this challenging time. And we look forward to you getting back on radio with that, with us and, and sharing that with everyone. Absolutely. I ran into a sweet uh, gentleman at church the other day that I had never met before. And he came up to me and he said, you're Coach Carey, right? From the radio show. <laughs> and I, I started laughing and he said, I have been listening to you. The Love Talk Girls is what he called it for years. And he, he just he wanted me to make sure that I um, gave uh, my best and his best to Miss Evelyn. So, Miss Evelyn, uh, our listeners love you, and they give you their best, uh, as do Kathy and I. And um, we just are praying for you every day, and we know that you're listening and that you're with us uh, in our hearts and in, and in spirit. Now, Kathy, I, so today we're talking about names. Um, How, were you named after anyone or did you name your children after anyone? Yeah, so my name is Catherine Elaine. And so I was named after each of my grandmothers. My first name from my first grandmother on my mother's side and my second name from my great grandmother and um, so Catherine Elaine is what I was called when I was in trouble. Yeah, of course. Up, my mom used my full name. Mm-hmm. You know how that is. Um, but, yeah, I, I think through life it's been Cat, Kath, Kathy for a very odd reason. In high school, I, I got called Mouse for a while, which is I always look back and go, where on earth did that come from? But, you know, for our kiddos, we just have fun with our kids for um, our oldest, Aaliyah, it means um, 
to exalt God or to mm-hmm. lift up and praise. It, it kind of comes from a, um, a Hebrew name, which we wanted to reflect our uh, Jewish heritage heritage. And then um, for our second one, Jordan, it means to descend or to come down and like the Holy Spirit at, at Pentecost. Mm. And then for our third one, Carrie, we were at a complete loss. We just <laughs> ended up, we were, we, I mean, literally her due date was so close. None of us had any idea what her name was going to be. And Eric said, wow, I like faith. What about faith? And so there it was. Oh, we just perfect. all fell in love with the name immediately. But of course we have their given names and then we have, the nicknames, Aaliyah Pia Pie, Pia Pie, or Pie, or P. And Jordan is, Jordan, we have so many names for Jordan. J, J Brock, J Bird, Bird, Jojo, and, I, you know, the list goes on for her. But for Faithy, our youngest, it's always just been Faith or Faithy. She's Faithy. never gotten any creative <laughs> nickname or anything like that. We kind of feel bad for her. You know, for anyway, I don't know what happened with her, but for her, it's just kind of her name and and that name has just kind of stuck and we've never really replaced it with anything else. Oh, my goodness. Now, I seem to remember a story that you thought it would be fun to change your name for a while. Was that you that you thought you would change your? Oh, you know what? That was another one of our guests uh, that I'm thinking about. She says she said that she thought it would be fun when she got her first job to change her name, and so she changed her name to something that she thought was fantastic and lovely. And then a coworker came up to her uh, shortly after she started working, and she said, "Hey, look, you know, some people think you're being really rude because you don't respond when people call your name." <laughs> and uh, and she she said, "Oh, whoops, I I'm really." I, that's really not my name. I, I better go back to my given name. So she actually changed her name, forgot she changed her name, and then was considered rude in the office, which I, I thought was absolutely hilarious. Um you know, my parents talked for a while about naming me after my grandmothers. I didn't have anything as fantastic as Catherine Lane. Um, my grandmother's names were Wanda and Geraldine, so they joked about naming me Wanda Geraldine, which would have been a good Southern name. Um, wow, that would have been a great Southern <laughs> name. Or Florence Cassie, that would have been another great Southern name. Uh, but they decided on Carrie, and I have no no idea why, um, but something that I've absolutely loved. Um But, you know, Kathy, of course, I've gone by coach almost my whole adult life. And what's kind of comical is that, you know, when you go to coaching conventions, everyone there is a coach. And so, you know, when you see someone you know, you're like, hey, coach, how's it going? And then if you see somebody that you think you should know, but you can't really remember their name, it's just like, oh, hey, coach, how's it going? <laughs> so That's um, funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, I'd never even thought of that. But, of course, you do. It's just <laughs> Coach this and coach that. That's, that's right. That's, boy, that's a nice saver. Gets me out of a lot of uh, of pickles since I'm not great with with that. Now, uh, I think something that frustrates me sometimes is when people misspell my name or when they mispronounce my name. Now, Brinkator, that's easily mispronounced. It's not phonetically correct in any way, shape, or form. And so it is It is very easy to mispronounce. I've been called Brink Water, Brink Odor, Brink O-Eater, Brink Fodder, Brink... Uh, you name it, Brink Eater, uh, you name it, it has been called. So um, it's kind of funny. And I think, of, you know, unfortunately, we, we did that to McKenzie. We, uh, you know, 
Her name is spelled a little bit differently than most McKenzie's. Um, she's M-A-K-E-N-Z-I-E because she's McKenzie. She's not Mackenzie. Um, and so, <laughs> so her name gets uh, misspelled quite a bit, but that's all right. She, she still loves it. Now, you started talking about nicknames, and when we, re- when we return from our break, we're going to continue to talk about nicknames that we like, that we cherish, that make us feel special, as well as those labels that we don't like, that don't make us feel special, and that we internalize in a negative way, and how the Lord has such amazing plans for us that are so different than those labels that we are tagged with when we return to Love Talk right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk. I'm Kathy Enderbrock, and in studio we have our amazing coach, Carrie. And uh, not with us today is Miss Evelyn. Miss Evelyn, we love you. We're looking forward to you being back with us in future. Well, we are talking about names today, friends, on Love Talk. And uh, we're wondering, what is your name? We'd love to meet you. We'd love to know your name. Come and visit us on Facebook and let us know maybe what are the names that your friends have given you. Maybe you have some nicknames that are a little bit fun, but maybe also there's been some labels that really have maybe affected and impacted your life in negative ways. Well, we're going to get into all of that today. God says that a name is a really important thing. God has names. And obviously, when we're born, what are one of, what is one of the most exciting times when a woman first becomes pregnant? You know, my, my brother, Carrie, and sister-in-law, they're pregnant. And everybody wants to know what the baby's name yes. is going to be. Uh-huh. And, I mean, you know, from the very beginning, even before anybody meets us, that, or even before we breathe our first breath, that name becomes attached to us. And so now, Carrie, when, when we were um, opening, I talked to you about some of the nicknames in our, in our family for all of our girls, JoJo and Jaybird and, and Pie and Pia Pie. And uh, I call Eric Bear. I don't really know where that came from, but I've just always called him Bear because he's kind of, you know, like a big, a big teddy bear. Yeah. And uh, and my dad, we always call him Grandpa Grizz, and and for Grizzly Bear. And my my dad loves Grizzly Bears. When we went through Yellowstone, he told my girls, um, "I'll give fifty bucks to anybody who can spot a grizzly bear for me." Wow. And, uh, and so we've always called him Grandpa Grizz, but all right, what I, now you have the one nickname I know in your family, Mackenzie, you guys call her Z. We but do. But I, I don't really know the others. We do. And when Mackenzie was younger, um, like preschool age, um, a, a teacher tried to call her Mac. And or mac and cheese, and oh my goodness, she did not like that at all. So in her little four or five year old way, she said, uh, "Please do not call me Mac." And so I don't know <laughs> how we got Z. I think just one day I was like, "Well, we could just call her Z, Mackenzie," and it just stuck. And she loves it. She loves being called Z. It's kind of her, you know, identity, um, and she really likes that nickname. Of course, my sweet husband, Ashley, has been tagged with a name that is not typically a man's name. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think in my whole life I've ever met another male named Ashley. 
And so he's so great about it, and he um, has a, a you know a good attitude about his name. Uh, but we call him Ash, or you know, of course, and I call him Honey. Um, and then Sweet Logan, uh, because he's growing so much. Right now his nickname is Baby Giant, because sometimes Baby Giant strikes, and Logan will just end up on the ground for no reason, and he doesn't know how he got there. <laughs> um, my son is 14 and, and uh, almost 6'3", for our listening friends that don't know. So he's grown quite quickly over the last year or so, and uh, and so he kind of thinks that's funny. But, you know, the grandparents, they'll call the kids Bud or Buddy or Sweetie or Sugar, Um and those are great nicknames as well. We love our nicknames. But what about labels? You know, labels, they just have a different connotation. You know, Kathy, growing up, uh, as you can imagine, I was incredibly thin um, and very, very tall. Sometimes in middle school, you know, I was a foot taller than the boys, um, a good eight inches taller than most of my friends. And it was just an awkward time. I think middle school's just awkward anyway. Um, but those labels, you can imagine some of the labels that I was tagged with, skinny, toothpick, pencil legs. And, you know, I, I had never really thought about it. And then, you know, in middle school, when you hear it over and over again, you start thinking, okay, well, am I am I too tall? Am I too skinny? Oh, I wish I had muscles. Um, it, 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 I got these braces. Am I ugly? Is my smile weird? You know, just like that itchy tag in the back of your shirt that is so annoying and all day long you're messing with it. I think sometimes we get tagged with these labels that consume our minds and consume the way that we feel about ourselves. Kathy, having three girls, um, you know, and traversing middle school and high school years with them as as Faithy enters high school this year, is coming out of middle school. Have your girls or you struggled with this at any point in time? Yeah, you know, it's the the comparison labels, and um, so we. One of the things that I don't know this, I had this epiphany when I watched Thor Ragnarok. Okay, because <laughs> I, I I know this is really weird, but I'm going to try and explain myself here. I cannot watch anything that is even semi demonic looking. I mean, it 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 will just haunt and sear the picture into my brain. Mm. And the girls really like these Marvel movies, and I went and watched Thor Ragnarok, and the opening scene is horrendous i mean this this big demonic looking uh creature is tormenting thor and so what thor does he brings humor into it like it's this big scary horrible awful scene and then thor introduces this humor that completely takes away all of the power of the enemy it takes away all of the scary of everything and I never realized the power that God has given humor before. Like it is able to be water on on wounds, take away fear. It's just and I always look back through New Testament scripture and how the incredible humor that Christ had and how he played with words and um and you know how he was so invited to and welcomed to go to to gatherings and parties and celebrations and so when we've talked about these comparison labels, you know, Carrie, I think when, when you get a label where it's 
you say skinny or tall or pencil or something, that implies that you're too something, you're Mm. too tall, you're Mm -hmm. too thin. And if anyone, anything ever implies in any way that you're too something or, or, you know, you're perfect just the way God has created you. Mm-hmm. You you are, it's no surprise to God that, you know, you're eight inches taller than the boys. He created you that way. He's <laughs> a purpose for, for doing something like that. Well, with these girls, you know, with these comparison labels. So this one boy told uh, Faithy, she said, he said, oh, your oldest sister, she's the smart one. Mm. And Faith was so taken back. And so this is what she goes. She goes, oh, yeah, she's the smart one. I'm the smartest one. (laughs) And it completely, he did not know what to do with it. And so we just laugh because if anyone puts a label on you that you do not want, you reject it. And I would Mm -hmm. say put some humor into it. Mm -hmm. And and it will just distinguish it and take away its power. You know, but I think we do have to be very careful about the labels that we have accepted or the labels that we've put on ourselves when we're looking in the mirror. You know, we, we can have a really critical eye. We have to understand that, you know, we're, we kind of are coaching ourselves. We're, we are, we have to give words of encouragement to ourselves. And um, if there's a label that someone has put on you that you've accepted, you need to go back. You need to take that label off. And a great way to do that is to look at what God says about you and look at the labels that Christ has put on you Mm. rather than what man has put on you. Absolutely. I I love that advice. There's a story as we get into scripture. There's a story in the book of Mark about a man with a label. And now, friends, this is not a parable. A lot of times Jesus taught in parables, you know, stories that had a moral lesson attached to them. um, And he was trying to teach something. This account in the book of Mark is it's also a there's two accounts, um, the one in the book of Mark and one in the book of Luke. And uh, it's just Mark and Luke, you know, giving their eyeballs view of what happened. And we're going to read today from the book of Mark. But here's the setup. Jesus and his disciples had been on one side of the Sea of Galilee. And he'd been teaching and preaching and parables. And, um, it, man, and he had had crowds all day. And when the day was over, he told the disciples to get in the boat, and they all got in the boat, and he said, go across to the other side. And so as they were traveling across to the other side, there was a great storm. And many of you may know this story. It was a great storm. The disciples are freaking out. You know, water is crashing over the sides of the boat, and Jesus is sleeping. <laughs> I, I find that humorous. Um, and Jesus is sleeping. And, you know, they wake him up, and he has to calm the storm. And so as they get to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, You can probably imagine the scene as they arrive there. There's just been a massive storm. There might be limbs down. Uh, It's probably still a little murky. Uh, You know, just branches, leaves. It just kind of looks like the scene of maybe a, a scary movie. And they are greeted by a madman. Literally a person that is possessed by demons. Uh, Kathy, if you could read us that account in Mark 5 of the man who had labeled himself Legion. 
Okay, and now listening friends, you're going to love this. If you go to the New Testament, go across to the, the first four Gospels, you'll see Mark right there. So I'm going to read from 5 to, uh, from verses 1 through 20, and here's the story. They went across the lake to the region of Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs. No one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain, for he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart, broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the hills on the um, nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the, pi- the pigs, allow us to go into them. And he gave he I'm just let me where, where is it? Okay. He gave them permission and the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd about 2000 in number rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. When they came to Jesus, now these are the disciples here, when they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there dressed in his right mind. Okay, so I'm just forwarding through. So all of the people from the town, the disciples, when they saw all of this that had happened, when they came out to meet Jesus, they saw this man, they recognized this man. He's probably, you know, still, uh, he's recognizable, same color hair, same facial features, but they knew that he wasn't the same man. So I'm going to pick up here at verse 18. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demons possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, go home to your own people. Tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell all in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. Oh, thank you, Kathy. Listening friends, when we return to Love Talk, you don't want to miss how Jesus helped this man who had given himself a label and how Jesus called him by his real name. When we return to Love Talk right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You have found the Love Ladies, and remember, you can find us on Love Talk Network as well. Our archives are there at Love Talk Network, and we are always, always happy to see you on our Facebook page. Come visit us there. Uh, we'd love to chat with you and get to know you, our listening friends. Uh, I, I am Coach Carrie Brinkader, and Kathy Enderbrock is with us today as well. We're missing our Miss Evelyn. Today we are talking about what is your real name, your real name, not these labels that we carry around with us that rattle around in our head and cause us to believe things that um, are negative about ourselves. So Jesus runs, Jesus is greeted by a naked man running out of the cemetery He's crazed. He's possessed by demons. Uh, he, the scripture says he runs around 
like a wild man day and night. I'm sure, sure that he was very thin. I'm sure that he had, it said, the scripture says that he cut himself with stones. So you can imagine he was bloody and scarred. The people in the town had tried to shackle and chain this man in order to help him um, not cut himself and not be a danger to himself. But he had broken the chains. No one had been able to help him. He was tormented by these demons. He cried out because he was afflicted by these demons. I mean, he basically lived his life in isolation, in desperation, and is and in devastation. Uh, his only companions, and I, I just find this sad, but his only companions were basically the dead bodies in the cemetery where he lived. He's filthy. He smells. But the thing that's so beautiful about this is Jesus walks onto the scene of this hopeless case. And no one had been able to help him. Jesus walks up and he changes everything. Right, Kath? Yeah, and I love the fact that, you know, Jesus was not, he, he was not offended. He was not scared. He was not put off by unloveliness, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Carrie, I tell you, I read about all of the statistics uh, in states, especially Washington State, which we're really close to, the opioid problem. Mm-hmm. In, and in San Francisco, we know as well that the opioid problem there, that, you know, there's just people, uh, you know, drugged out on the, on the streets and, and uh, using the bathroom on the streets. And literally you walk around and you don't know, are these people dead? Are these people mm-hmm. alive? I mean, God is not going to be turned off. If you think, no, I have to get my act together before I can approach Christ. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. God will step into the messiest situation when you are at your worst and he will turn that around when you come to him. And I love the fact that this guy ran to Jesus and kneeled and, and dropped to his, his knees and called out to Christ to help him. You know, and he said, he said, he said, in God's name, don't torture me. And really what's going on here is those are the demons that are that are shouting out. And just like you just said, Kathy, you know, the demons were bowing down at the feet of Jesus. And that's why they were saying, don't don't torture me, because they knew the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And for this man to run to Jesus was it's just a beautiful picture uh, that we can take everything that we have the ugliest thing that we have in ourselves that we that 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 tortures us that we know um is something we cannot deal with on our own we can lay that at the feet of Jesus and i i love what god does here he he looks this man he doesn't run away he doesn't i might have been like whoa whoa dude like oh, hold up i probably i probably would have ran the other way scared Jesus calmly stands there and he says, what is your name? And immediately validates that this is a person, that this is a human, that this person has worth. I mean, we feel special when somebody calls our name. You know, I remember 
in high school, you know, walk in the halls of high school and there's that cute boy and, I, you know, you don't think he knows your name at all. And then all of a sudden one day he's like, hey, Carrie, what's up? And I'm like, well, you know, trying to act cool, right? Like, oh, what? He knows my name? Oh, my gosh. He knows my, you know, you walk away and go, oh, my gosh, he knows my name. He knows my name. That's exactly what Jesus does for us. He looked this man straight in the face and said, what is your name? And the man replies with, my name is Legion, for we are many. It's not, my name is Legion, I am many. It says, we are many, implying that there are many demons possessing this man. Yeah, so this word Legion, it... it um a legion of Roman troops, which all the people would have been very, very familiar with, right? Because this was uh, towards the peak of the Roman Empire. Uh, so a legion of Roman troops numbered about five to 6,000 soldiers. And so these, you know, these demons were kind of telling Jesus, oh, there's a whole lot of us. You know, there's mm-hmm. a whole lot of us. And yet they were still begging for mercy. And and so, I mean, I just think this is incredible that Christ is like, okay, yeah, I'm going to get rid of you because this man, this is this this is whom I care about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think sometimes we always get caught up in, you know, oh, Satan is God's enemy and there's this mighty battle going on. Yes, there is. And here's the thing. The battle is not for power over the earth. The battle is not for universal control. The power is for you, for me. The, the, the battle is for the hearts and the lives of man <clears throat> who, who God loves. He is interested in saving us. He is not interested in, uh, you know, some universal battle because he already controls it all. God already is sovereign over the universe. The battle is for the hearts and minds of man. God is out there fighting for you, and he's interested in you, in me. And he knows our real name. It's it's so interesting to me that, you know, when you start thinking about this man, you know, he didn't even the 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 demons, this this label had just completely stolen his identity. He'd been taken hostage by this. You know, he he wasn't called anymore by the name his mother called him to come home for the evening meal or the name that his father spoke to him before evening prayer the name the kids called him to come and play it was completely lost to the way he felt inside this these demons just full of of evil and pain his very identity had been taken over by this torment you know our our names don't really describe how i behave that legion was this label that said everything that we need to know about this man. He was just living in this hopeless state, this despair. And, you know, he believed that his situation was never going to get any better. And then Jesus calls his name. And Jesus calls his name. And as we watch Jesus work in this seemingly hopeless case, Kathy, I'm listening, friends. I want us to keep something in mind here. Jesus is the only one who has the power to move in our lives and make this type of difference. Let me say That's that again. That's so true. 
You know, Jesus is the only one who has this power to move in our lives and make this kind of difference. He can break those chains that that bind us. Now, now, Kathy, I, I don't want our listening friends to get a false um, reality here. You know, when Jesus comes into our lives and takes over, just like anything else, you know, there's there's some immediate changes that take place. And then there's gradual changes that we work through with the help of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And this man who ran from everything else and everyone else fell down at the feet of Jesus. And it, it just this story is so beautiful in so many ways. You know, Carrie, my, I have uh, twin brothers, so, and, and one of them, and they're fraternal, which means they don't look alike. One has blonde hair, one has black hair, one is, is kind of thin, the other's more, uh, you know, uh, stocky, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. And um, we had no idea, but growing up, a family member had had identified them and said, oh, you're the good one and you're the bad one. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and it never really occurred to any of us, but my, you know, my one of the twins, my one brother who was called the bad one, he internalized that. He literally thought that was for real. He thought mm-hmm. he was the bad twin. Aww. And so that he was going to make the bad choices and do the bad thing. And he, I would say that, it has it has taken him tremendous amount of work over years and years and years of adulthood to get rid of that label mm. and get rid of that self-conception of being the bad twin. So we also have to be very careful about the labels that we give other people because those can they can really grab a hold of that and it can be life changing in both a positive and negative way. Absolutely. You know, one of my really good friends, her and her sister were both adopted and at some point, you know, her sister was labeled the pretty one and she was labeled the smart one. And so, you know, you think that that's a a, a kind label, right? Oh, you're the smart one. Well, in her mind, it meant that she wasn't the pretty one. And so, you know, and her for her sister, it meant, oh, I'm not the smart one. All I am is pretty. And for my friend, you know, she just thought to herself, well, all I am is smart. And so, yes, we do have to be careful in how we not only talk to our children and be very careful about the the labels that that we bestow upon them, maybe in a in a moment of anger or frustration um, and in the labels and be gentle with ourselves as we talk to ourselves about labels. When we return to Love Talk, friends, I really want to talk about what do we do when these labels just become too much? You know, do we run to our rooms and shut the door? Do we isolate ourselves from the ones we love the most? Do we start backbiting others because maybe if we give somebody else a label, it makes us feel better? And what happened to Legion when we return to Love Talk right after this? Hello, listening friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk, The Bridge. 
101.1 FM and 11.20 AM. So great to have you joining us today. And you know what? We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Find us on Facebook. Also, um, Love Talk Network, our archives are all there waiting for you to listen at your convenience or to pass on and share with your friends. I'm so blessed today to be chatting with my friend Kathy about what our real names are and how these labels can torment us and can really cause us to have this perception of who we are that is not what Christ meant for us. And as we look what happened to Legion, we see at the beginning of the story this man who is possessed by demons. And in verse 15 of Mark chapter 5, it says, When they, the people in the town and the disciples, came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there dressed in his right mind. They couldn't believe it. They absolutely couldn't believe it. In fact, they were afraid. The scripture says they were afraid. This man had had been tormenting himself for We don't know how long, but seems like a very long time. Hadn't had clothes on, and clothes were a luxury. And now he's dressed and sitting at the feet of Jesus. Jesus is more powerful than our negative labels. And Jesus is the ultimate victor in the battle with Legion. And so I just want to ask you, what are you allowing your labels to say about you in the face of Jesus's question what is your name how would you answer that question would you say well I might be smart but I'm not the pretty one I might be the pretty one but I'm not smart I'm I'm too nice I let people run all over me I'm too this I'm too that What are you carrying around? But when Jesus asked that question, he wants you to bring it and lay it at his feet. So whatever situations had defined you in the past, you're still his child and your value still stands. Now, Kathy, I find it so interesting that in the Bible, God has so many names. And I think sometimes we forget about that. You know, God has a vast amount of names. He's called Jehovah, Jireh. He's called the the great physician. He's called um, the lion and the lamb. And we even see people in scripture giving God names. Walk us through that journey. It's so special. You know, there, the, the names of God are, are just... Uh, so revealing and i would say carrie you know if you want to really get to know god go look at his names because god has allowed people to give him names and and then he's even used those names to to refer to himself again now there are names that god has revealed himself that he has given himself uh, but i will tell you the names that he has received from people are just amazing. There's this incredible story about this woman, Hagar, and she is in a desperate situation, all alone, completely by herself, with child. You know, she thinks there is there is no way out. There's there's uh, there's no future. There is no hope. 
and God steps in and helps her. And so she gives God this name, El Roy, and uh, and that is the God who sees. And uh, so Hagar says that um, I am going to call you uh, El Roy because you are the one who sees me. And so there are different studies that you can do. There's this one study by Kay Arthur, um, Lord, I Want to Know You, and it talks mm-hmm. all about the names of God. There's this other study um, by David Wilkinson, uh, saying it's called Knowing God by Name. Incredible, incredible um, studies that, that you can do over the summer, you can, you can do, pick up and do in the fall, getting to really know God, his character, drawing close to him and discovering who he is, because if he has done it, if he has, if he has worked for a child in the past, he is the same God, same character, same love he will do for you as well. And um, there are two verses that really come to mind. One is in Proverbs. And it says this Proverbs 22, when it says a good name is more desirable than riches mm. to be esteemed is better than silver or gold. So God understands a name is important. What you put on yourself is important. And in Psalms 9, verse 10, it says those who know your name, God, trust in you for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. And so, Kara, I would just say. You know, if we have labels, if we have names that have been weighing on us, we need to go to Christ and have him replace those names of of not enough with enough, with unworthy, with worthy, with uh, unloved, with beloved, because he calls us cherished and beloved and children and those are the names that we should be wearing when we wake up every morning. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's it's important um, that we get into the scripture and find out what God has in store for us. In Exodus thirty three seventeen, it says, And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked, because I am pleased with you, and I know you by name, and I know you by name. The God of the universe, the God who created the heaven and the earth and the seas and everything here knows us by name. I, it's absolutely incredible. When we look at Legion, Jesus gives him one final request. Legion is begging or the man formerly known as Legion. We never know his, his given name here. Um, but I'm sure that, um, it's a, a time of rejoicing whenever he has called his given name and gotten rid of this label. As Jesus was getting back into the boat, it says in verses 18 through 20, the man who had been demon possessed begged to go with him. I can just imagine that scene of him saying, no, but Jesus, please let me go with you. You've saved me. And Jesus didn't let him go, but he said, you need to go to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you. And it tells him to go to all of the Decapolis and that that this man did that. And all the people were amazed. Decapolis actually means the 10 cities. And so where where they were, there were 10 cities that were surrounding. And Jesus says, go and tell everyone what I have done for you. And I can only imagine how the people are looking at this man going, uh, yesterday you, you were cutting yourself. Yesterday you were screaming and yelling and you were naked 
and you were a wild man. And today, okay, so tell me more about this Jesus guy and tell me exactly what happened. So, friends, as we come to a close today in our time on Love Talk, I want to challenge you to think about something a little bit crazy. As we open the scripture in Mark chapter 5, it says that, you know, Jesus was on one side of the sea and he traverses and he goes through all of these hardships to get to the other side of the sea. And he goes over to the other side for one man, for one man. He brings all the disciples all the way over the sea, has to calm a storm for one man who then has a ripple effect on all the towns and the cities around him, telling people about Jesus. So I want you to not only think about these labels that we're carrying around, but that Jesus wants you. He will go to great lengths to find you. He calls you beloved. He calls you valuable. He calls you precious. For one person, he came across the sea. You know, Jesus is not overwhelmed by our crying, our filth, our scars. He's not overwhelmed by our hurts. As Kathy said earlier, none of these things cause Jesus to run away. He's not defeated by anything. And he doesn't find anything too hard to handle. In fact, he welcomes us. He welcomes us. So the question remains, what is your name? And what name will you carry into the world? People are going to try to tell you who you are, friends. Society is going to try to tell you who you are and what they want you to be. We must insist that Jesus' claim on us, nothing else, answers the question of our identity. Wow, that's empowering. He knows who we are and he cares enough to call us by name. Friends, I invite you to find a church this weekend. Today's Saturday, and we invite you to find a church tonight or tomorrow morning that preaches the word of Christ, where they're going to call you by name when you walk in the door. Uh, You know, finding a church sometimes can be hard. And I would encourage you, if you visit a church tomorrow, tonight, that it's not quite right that you can't find, you know, people in your age group or that, that you visit another one um, and that you find a place that is opening the Bible and preaching God's word. You know, friends, if you're going, I just don't know how to talk to God, Carrie. I, I, don't, I don't know what to do. It's as simple as the ABCs. A, admit that you're a sinner. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. B is believe that Jesus Christ is God's son, that he died on the cross and rose again on the third day to offer us this free gift. It's a free gift and he never runs from it. John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then C is to confess your faith in Jesus. Romans 10, 9, and 10, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Friends, I'd like to pray a prayer with you. Oh, friends, dear God, I love you. I I, I want you to come into my heart and I want you to be my Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would cleanse me of my sins. I pray, Lord, that you would take these things from me and call me your real 
call me by my real name. Lord, I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. Come into my life and save me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, friends, call us on the love line, 512-249-6535. Thank you so much for joining us today on Love Talk. For my friend Kathy Enderbrock, I am Coach Carrie Brinkader, and we'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.